0: our father in heaven thank you very much for giving us life thank you very much for this opportunity to study your word freely and thank you for how far you have led please abide with us as we study today Is our prayer we ask in jesus name amen i'm your host and you're welcome to the gospel space must acknowledge God for his goodness, kindness, and mercy towards us. God is very good. The one thing that I believe you and I should be more appreciative of today is this special gift of life. That we are alive. There is another opportunity and a privilege for us to read and talk to our God who is waiting to receive us, who is knocking and patiently was so far so long but still knocking on the doors of our heart that we may open up that we may be saved we have a merciful god we have a merciful god today we would be studying exodus chapter 36 and and you know after going through the passage i, I thought why not combine chapter 36 and chapter 37 since they would talk about construction now i don't want to add extra Chapters, so um, you don't have too much to read. At least not too much, but don't have too much to just pile up. Because we want to understand, want to understand what the truth is. Because there's so much error, and that is why we are on this podcast. There's so much error going about, and want to know what the truth is. So for today, we'll be combining Exodus chapter thirty-six and Exodus chapter thirty-seven together. We'll just be taking out the key points like we did in our last episode. In our last episode, we saw how God asked the children of Israel to give back what He has provided. What they have is not really what they worked for. He told them on leaving Egypt, the Egyptians would give you a lot of gifts, you would have a lot of spoil. And now I just demand a little. To build a temple where I will dwell in your midst is for your own benefit, 100%. And we have learned so much from that lesson. In today's episode, there is much to also learn. There is much deep lessons to learn. Exodus chapter 36, let us see, let us hear what God has to offer us from this chapter. Now, Exodus chapter 36 talks about the people now giving as they were asked to give in 35. Now, after the Lord made that request, bring gift, free will offerings. I mean, we are getting the principle, the policy in which God lives by. God lives by a free will offering. He leaves us, he leaves you and he leaves me to exercise our will. Nothing is by force. When he put our first parent, that is Adam and Eve, in that garden to care for it and he gave them an instruction: Do not eat of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. He did not force. It gave them the free will. He gave them the power to exercise their will. Whether or not they would obey or whether or not they would disobey, they had that willpower to choose. Now, this is the character of our Creator. And now, in request to build a temple that He may abide in their midst, He asked for a free will offering. If you are willing, bring something if you are willing so this means if anyone comes and clothes himself or herself to be christ-like or a messenger of christ and uses force and uses force then it's counterfeited then it's not of christ because again we are seeing here free will whoever is willing Whoever is willing to give a gift. And now, yes, the children of Israel came. They gave, and they gave, and they gave. And it got to the point where Bezalel and all the workers were like, this, this is getting out of hand. Please tell them to stop. Please tell them to stop. And you know Moses then came out and commanded that they stop bringing these offerings. Why? Because these offerings were too much. And and Moses gave this command to stop in verse 7 of this chapter 36 verse 7. Well, let's just read it. I read from verse 6 all through to verse 7. So Moses gave a commandment and they and caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman do any more work for the offering of the sanctuary and all the people were restrained from bringing for um for the materials that was for the material they had was sufficient for all the work to be done indeed too much too much so much oh please stop please stop please stop please stop was the plea Please stop us, the P. Now, you know one lesson that is to be drawn out of this is knowing when to stop. We we live in one age where there is well, not like it's new because there is nothing new under this one, but the greed is just getting worse. It's it's not like there is no satisfaction, no satisfaction whatsoever none but here again we are seeing the principle they had enough they had to restrain them like i can imagine someone that has been working on a material and, and assembling because they had some um goat skins on that has killed the goats, killed the ram and dyed the hair after all those stress then he hears hear moses give a command that nobody should be I can imagine they going, I want to give, I want to give. Yet, they had enough to build the temple. And they restrained them from bringing more. Now, this is a lesson. A number of crises have occurred this year. Where people had to start hoarding items I, I saw this news most especially in um, on news platforms overseas where people started ordering food items I people even started ordering baby napkins diapers and all these things I'm like my I see how there is this opposite movement There is this opposite reflection of character in what God wants for man and what man is. So opposite. So opposite. And thank God we are learning these lessons. Yeah, it's easy to say, oh, this is just about building. But even in this building, there are principles. There are principles. Let's go to chapter 37. Chapter 37 is also a continuation of the construction of the tabernacle, the construction of the tabernacle. And the first thing we see here is making the ark of the tabernacle and making the ark of the tabernacle. Um, I'd like to read the early verses. The early verses as to the construction of this ark because it's very important. It's very important. And by God's grace, God will lead us to the point where we we'll see the importance of this. And And this is one I believe you should have in your note. Because I would also mark it in my Bible. It says, Exodus chapter 37, from verse 1, it says, Then Bezalel made the ark of Acacia wood two and a half cubits was its length. Its cubits and a half its width, and a cubit and a half its height. He overlaid it with pure gold, inside and outside, and made a moulding of gold all around it. And he cast for its four rings of gold to be set on its four corners. Four rings of gold were to be set on its four corners. Then it goes on. Two rings on one side and two rings on the other sides of it. He made poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. And he put the poles into the rings at its sides of the ark for what reason to bear the ark. Now, having um, a mental picture of this ark, Well, you can also go to Google and search what the Ark looks like. You see how it is. So, with all of this description that is given to Bezalel as to how to construct the Ark of the Covenant, it shows that this Ark was not to be carried with bare hands. They were to carry the Ark with poles. Remember, it says, the reason for making the holes, sorry, the rings, and the pose is to bear the ark, meaning they weren't to touch the arc of itself with hands, but to carry the ark with the poles. Well, but to carry the ark with the pose. Very, very important. And as, as we study, we'll see why this is so important. You know, as as all of this construction and remembering how God was was very particular about the construction of this tabernacle remembering and, and uh, reminiscing on other studies on the construction of this tabernacle and seeing how specific God was He was specific every detail was given to the length of cuttings the utensils every single thing just name it they were so specific now one thing i know for sure is god was given moses and the children of israel and even us a pattern of what is in heaven it is a pattern of what is in heaven now if there is the most holy place where god was to appear to the high priest then it would mean that that holy place that um, that pattern of the holy place that was given to the children of israel and even to us is what heaven is like now as we've studied in previous verses what is in the most holy place it is the ark of the covenant what is in the Ark of the Covenant? The Ten Commandments. Yes, we'll get to see how many more items were in the most holy place, but it's interesting that it's the Ten Commandments that were or that is in that Ark. The commandments written by the fingers of God. Another thing I like to remind us of is when God declared His name on Mount Sinai to Moses and we were seeing striking similarities similarities with His commandments. Long-suffering, everlasting, merciful, Jealous, names that portrayed His commandments. Wow, that's so amazing, that's so amazing. One major take-home lesson I, I've learned that I'd like to share with you as I studied these two um, chapters, chapter 36 and chapter 37, is the calling of the mind to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Note, what God is instructing or what God instructed Moses, And the children of Israel and all the skilled men to make was a temple where he would dwell in their midst don't forget the song and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them now let's listen to what first Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 it says or do you do you my friend not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. And I'm like, wow, wow. Now, if God specific as construction of the temple that He would abide in. Do you not think that your life, the way you treat your body, how you live, God already has a pattern and he has instructions on how we should live, how we should eat, how we should care for the body. Don't you think so? God is specific and as he provided provided and supplied us, with all the information as to what he would have our bodies be? Yes. Yes, he has. And what does he want? He wants us to be exact. He wants us to follow his principles down to the dot. And I'm like, Wow. Wow. One key thing is, the earthly sanctuary is a type of what is in heaven. Now, if our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Spirit, then it would mean that the the bodies, I mean the heavenly beings, even God himself, is what we ought to be like. earthly sanctuary is a prototype is a copy of what is in heaven then this earthly body should be a copy of our creator don't forget in genesis it says and let us make man in our own image after our own likeness so my dear friends or my dear friend we ought to be like god we ought to be like our Father in heaven. Our Lord, our Savior, and our Master declared in Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. It says, Be ye perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. If it were not possible, he wouldn't make such a statement. But because it is possible, and because that is the requirement, To gain access into his holy mountain, he declared it to us. My friend, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived by anyone and do not be deceived by presumption. If the maker, if our Lord and Savior commands us to be perfect, then we ought to be perfect. Is he willing to help? Ever willing to help? Oh, my dear friends, this is a law of specificity again as to what he would have us be. Oh, and I pray that we will run to him for help, that he would help us, that he will see us through this pilgrim journey in this life. Do have a wonderful day. God bless you.